Trying to save your souls from damnation So if you down with the message Tune in every week It will lead you to the message that you seek Uh Season 9, episode 10. Shout out to everybody who's been watching. Shout out to everybody who's been recording. Shout out to everybody that has helped us to get this far so far. Yes. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Ricard Gina Waller, and I'm with... You know, the co-host, Kamel Hall, your financial advisor. All right, all right. And we're here with a new special guest. Introduce yourself, sir. Hello, everybody. My name is Michael Jaquith. I am a life coach. I'm a PhD chemist. I'm an odd duck. This is a little skills in all sorts of places, so... Whatever you need analytical skills, I've got them ready to go. What's a PhD chemist? I, I, I like to learn. It means, well, it means I spent way too much time in graduate school. Like, well, <laughs> it's a dark, repressed memory, you know. We don't need to go digging into that. <laughs> so what kind of chemistry, though? Yeah. I was in analytical chemistry. I had a lot of uh, what's called charge trapping in organic semiconductors, where you look at, like, your computer's made out of silicon. This was like carbon-based materials to replace it. It was good stuff. Mm. Okay. You said you looked over analytical data too, or no? Or maybe mm-hmm. I misheard. Yep. So I worked for a lot of years for, in corporate research, and so I worked uh, semiconductor research. It was an adventure. So how do you change oh, the... start with the toast, man. Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. Toast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> toast, salute. 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 So this all wraps up because you want to talk about banking and he's good with analytical data. So let's start off with the analytical data part. That's something I had to learn from doing podcasts, doing a show, running a business. And the even geographics of things. And even marketing things around. The other Graphs. Day, yeah, the, the other day you and I were, were looking at the analytics of yeah. our reach from social media of this show and everything else that we're doing. Yeah. You can check us out on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, the Brick Network, Instagram, and Facebook. So shout out to all of them. The Real World Ministries, Inc. For sponsored. Yes. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> I plug myself in. <laughs> so, so reading... Straight to New York. Yeah. <laughs> reading analytical data and understanding what it is and following the trends and knowing what the trends are. That has helped us to build up the company to know where our core value, our core audience, the age range, and how videos are performing and which videos are, are reaching how to the point where you remember how I send you the new videos, how they look compared to the older videos. And he was like, wow, like the way the background. And who do we was, reach, you say? Who do we reach? Well, who do, you, who well, do we touch? We I, I would say our demographic is mainly those from 17 to 32. Mm-hmm. Um, people mostly in the U.S., some people in India, um, people in different parts of Africa, the West 
um, the Western Caribbean, mm -hmm. um, Germany, Ukraine, ironically, even during the war, a lot of That's them cool. are watching. <laughs> you, yeah. you remember I showed you that was bad Ukraine. So, Michael, what do you um, what what brought you on the podcast? Just curious. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm right now. I'm on a mission to get out and just talk to anybody because right now we've got some major problems going on in our world. Talking about analytical data. And the number of guys that are not living up to their potential, hmm. the number of people dying from suicide, and well, just not finding that. what they meant to do, <laughs> mm -hmm. is crazy. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. Why do you oh, think a lot home. of a lot they of men are home. not living up to their potential? Lord, <laughs> I don't want to raise that nerve there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I think it's a lot of different reasons why, but a big part of it is a lot of guys don't know what it means to be a man anymore. I just said this with lack of masculinity. It's true. Your question was like, was there a man in the home? Yes. Well, yes. Look at how to be a man. Like, I've got, you know, Hollywood. Those guys aren't men. They don't know what women are. Little women. Yes. And, and they're masculine them a lot. Yes. Like, oh, they're, totally. they're putting all men in skirts. But sorry, continue. Not, not all men. Oh, I'm not one. You're spot on. <laughs> and so when you have, like, this, this confusion and a dude's like... I don't know how to be a man. I don't know what I'm made for. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Yeah. And he just kind of drifts along. And masculinity doesn't do well on a drifts. Mm -hmm. Like men gotta be steady. need to lead, need to step up into the yes. gap. And if we don't do that, then we're kind of like, well, this sucks. Like what you, am I doing with Like myself? you said, Why you know, she's looking at him like, you ain't do nothing. You got to step up. Like, step Wait, up, man. You know, there's the pun that, you know, never ask a girl what she eat. She's never going to give you an answer. She's <laughs> she going to say, I don't know. She wants you to eat. <laughs> As in, like, she <laughs> wants you to feed her because technically you're going to be the one paying. Yeah, so she's so like, I don't know. What do you think I should eat? <laughs> yeah, what can you afford? What do you think I'm worth? Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you're going to want something true. at the end of the night. We had this conversation last week. I, I don't know if you saw the episode, but... With the woman, where she was like, it's true, you know, we want security. Yeah. Last week, we said, basically, um, men are judged based on how much money they could bring, you know, how much money they're worth. Yeah. And women are judged on based on how well they look. And let me say this. Like, like their body and their I'm face. I'm a financial guy. Money is just exchange of energy, you know. Mm. She want to know yeah. how much you energy you can give her. You can you make her light up, you know. Mm. So. Big, big D energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, the Brooklyn I, stuff. I, I, I think men are a bit judged based on the spirit, based upon their energy, based upon that passion. Like a, a woman is attracted to a man who has a plan, even if the plan isn't successful yet. Mm -hmm. And you got some dudes like, here's what I'm doing. I'm going places. I'm doing this stuff. He's spinning game. He's spinning game. You smart guy, Michael. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, you just spinning game, man. Talk that talk, yeah. man. We, a lot of women say basically as long as he has ambition, as long as he's working towards something that I know that eventually one day he'll get to it if I'm willing to support him. Because basically she's a help me. She's supposed to push you yeah. to and support you in what it is that you're doing. Okay, you go out and fight the world and I'll keep the kids here safe, your legacy. That's and I'll keep this house that you've built because back then they literally had to build the house themselves. And that's instinct. And... That's and I'll have something ready for you to eat or whatever you bring home, I'll cook it for you to eat. So do, do you blame technology? Is it technology that's causing this lack of masculinity or what is it? What is, no, where is this coming from? Things. All technology does is it takes what you got, makes it a whole lot more accessible, a lot more widespread. Mm -hmm. It's so, bad ideas. So people are saying Bad ideas, the core mm -hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. Bad ideals. Yes. It's like what rappers say. Back in the days, if there was 
if there was social media, they, they would have gotten in, in trouble for way more. But back then, it was less cameras, less less people had smart cam- smartphones mm-hmm. with cameras. There was less, less surveillance. Less reasons to get caught in a way. Yeah, so you was so you got away with things much easier mm-hmm. compared to now. It's like hmm, now you see all the bad ideas. <laughs> yeah, every, so you see all these people with bad ideas. Yep, everybody. more and more, more and more. Hmm. Speaking of that, well. Yeah, I think it's also important to know that, like, when we have all this technology, it lets bad ideas fester longer. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you take the, somebody who's got a bunch of bad ideas about how the world works, and you drop them off in the woods by themselves for a week, mm-hmm. they're going to figure out real fast. They got to find something to eat, and it don't matter if they have some special diet. They're going to find whatever they can find to eat, and they're going to eat it because they're going to be hungry. Like the Whereas people right now, you people. live, you know, where you think food, meat comes from a supermarket, and you think groceries just magically appear there, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you can have a lot of bad ideas that fester. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It's like the story of the soccer team that crashed into the mountains, and after a few days when they had nothing to eat, they started to eat the flesh of their dead compadres. I mean, I thought we're not going to address the elephant in the room. Are are you religious? Because, you know, this is a religious podcast. I am religious. I think religion is key right now. I I feel you put it in the background. (laughs) I just had to call the elephant in the room. Oh, on a cross. (laughs) I got to take out my cross. You know, we're in New York and, you know, we came from Brooklyn. So our cross is a little, (laughs) you know, shiny. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yes, but um, what religion are you, you said? I I didn't get it. So I'm Catholic. I I believe that the Catholic Church is, is the spot and... You know, I, I do a lot of work with a lot of different Christians. Mm-hmm. And what I tell people right now is the world is assaulting us so hard that we who are Christians, we don't have time to be divisive. Over <laughs> we got to work together. Good spirits yeah, got to stick together, together, man. That's a fact. The spears are being thrown. <laughs> we at war. Like, hmm. Got to start getting allies like Russia and China out here. Yeah. <laughs> I hear Russia and China. Yeah, there, there's an unholy alliance right there. <laughs> yeah. We got we got to get a line. So all those good people, we got to get a line, man. Mm-hmm. That's real talk. So you wanted to go into banking, right? And we didn't yeah. speak about it much the last time. But they're saying that the the number eight and the number nine bank failed or something like that. We talk, we're talking about... Um, um, signature Bank. Yeah, Signature. And, and it was another S- bank. Credit Suisse is pretty much going to be... Yep. Yeah. And yeah. it was a crypto and bank. First Republic. Was- I'm not sure about the crypto, but... First Republic is the pretty much the the example that they are showing in the market of pretty much financial banks are going to start going more digital and online. I was in Chase today. They already have though. More, even more. Because mm-hmm. now we're talking about China. Paper options. I'm working on Wall yeah, Street now. And the biggest, biggest sale right now is Shine. Going for, you know... They're waiting for it to go public so everyone could invest in Chime? it. Chime? Yeah, the oh. online bank. Mm-hmm. Only online, no stores. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Amazon started. Mm-hmm. So everybody, we're trying to get everybody in on that trade before. Shout out to Grand Level Consulting. They're the ones who put me onto this. Mm-hmm. So everybody's trying to go digital, more digital. That's the and. Banking is about to start changing the, the thing of the past. More closed banks, more online. It's we're losing our people to people skills though. Mm. Through all of that, I think we lost already. Mm-hmm. People are lost. Around. Dual tool. What, what are we trying to communicate now? You have a thirty-two whatever character limit on Twitter. 
There's mm-hmm. not people to people skills there. <laughs> so an Instagram post with two seconds or something. You're hundred percent right. A few seconds. How can you get what a whole story out in thirty-two characters? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I think it boils down to people being people because mm. um, st- st- status is a big thing, right? Um, I could say growing up. I went to public schools my entire life. I grew up in the hood, you know, up until the point where I was able to work my way up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I did a lot of internships at, from everywhere, from law firms to mental health facilities um, to private practice. Um, all the different things around, that I did. Around the block. Yeah, yeah to the point thing. where I'm able to sit back and look at things the way they are. And yes. I bumped into you in these streets, man. Yeah. Like Yesterday, of- <laughs> I went to the Fordham's Founders um, dinner. $500 was the cheapest ticket mm-hmm. um, o- 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 offered to alumni. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I got in. <laughs> so, that's, so, a, that's a quiet flex. <laughs> so, so, it was a big party in a big glass building. Yeah. Fancy. Um, but it's a class thing now because they have the student athletes, you know, the... The D one school athletes, you know, and you could tell they're athletes because they're the ones. Status, yeah, level, they yeah. they're the ones that wear the turtlenecks with the chains. But then it was a black tie event, but not everybody wore black tie. In art, we call those. Those are the displays, you know, the shiny things. <laughs> but the ones that actually wore the black ties, you knew why they wore the black ties. They're those the, were the buyers. <laughs> they're the traditional people, and they sat closer to the stage because they're the bigger money, the bigger donors, the higher status. Yeah. So it's like the higher your class becomes, the closer you are to the stage. So no matter what, this is always a class battle, is it? I feel like it's class, but then within classism, there's also still racism because when I walked around the Sexism. room, because <laughs> when I walked in the room, I had on a black tie as well. I had on a tuxedo, and they looked at me like, like you. You How'd you, you money, <laughs> we owe money, and you don't look like us. So 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 they avoided eye contact because they didn't want conversation. Because mm-hmm. the ones that wanted conversation, they always gonna look for ways to speak to you. Yeah, they but, gonna get next to you. Yeah, but then they were, but then I can't lie and say I didn't do it myself because when other people, I would say that that would look like me or people I felt like wouldn't grant me the opportunity that that I was looking, but that was more so looking for opportunity off of me. I felt like I'm not doing charity at the moment. Let me try to help my own charity at this time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I could come off a little bit facetious. I could come off egregious and where they looked at me like how I'm looking at the other people. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's class. Mm-hmm. Even though me and this person might be the same color, it's like I'm in a different class now. Mm-hmm. So That's something you have to accept. If, if I have time, then, then, then I'll help you. But at the same time, I'm trying to help myself. Mm-hmm. So... That's how I'm starting to look at it. It's more so a class because if all of us at the table are kings, you're going to have to respect me as a king. Mm-hmm. And I saw this as um, I was watching a video. I think I sent it to you on the group chat with the king of Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And then basically America was trying to push the gay agenda in his country. And then I think it was Zimbabwe. It was another country. It's the country where they found all that gold, that, that giant gold deposit recently. Mm-hmm. I forgot what country it was. That's just the details. It That's might be Zimbabwe. But but they were, they were trying to push the gay agenda in his country. And he was like, we don't want that here. Africa has a different set of morals and values. We're a Christian country. And, and a lot of us, we do not support homosexuality. It goes against our beliefs. I hate to say it. And some, then, some things are bad ideas. So, 
So then, <laughs> yeah. um, America start, started to threaten them with with not giving them aid or access to certain technology or funding. And he was like, you know what? Keep your funding. Keep your aid. As a matter of fact, the aid is the problem because as soon as we accept it, it comes with all of these problems. Anyways, we don't need your money. We're rich anyways. Like, we're, we're richer than you. And then, <laughs> we can make it. and then that really made me go and think. And then when you research it more and more and more and more, you're like, they are richer. They're mineral richer. And America doesn't really have any money because there's no way Fort Knox has it's more actually, gold. Let me tell you, no, listen, 80% listen. of the when, world is cash. So let me just finish this one statement. There's no way in the world that the Fort Knox in America has more gold than there's gold deposits in Africa naturally. 8% of the world. Who's willing to... To to not agree with the statement that I I have made and want to debate that. Mm-hmm. Everybody, but well, I agree. But I'm on board with you. Yeah. Technically, 8%. we don't have any money. That's why they're charging a tax on the money. Inflation. <laughs> Inflation is a tax on the money. Yourself. Eight percent of the world is cash. Ninety-two percent is digital. The world's currency, not just America. The world's currency. To really have the amount of cash, it would be only 8%. The rest of it, all these it's, numbers... It's, it's credit. It's fake. It's just numbers. It's not real. Well, if well you I don't mean that say it's not real. The deepest currency is trust. Mm-hmm. If you don't have trust, no currency matters. Like when eBay first was invented, there were all these companies that existed as middle, middle you know, brokers. Yes. Where you'd send the money to the middle company, they'd ship the item, and then if you approve, the money would go on. Mm-hmm. They all went out of business because there was enough trust. The whole exchange just worked. Mm-hmm. And trust is what makes it work. Because right now, if buyers in America stop trusting sellers in Asia, mm-hmm. it would matter what form the currency is. It all falls apart. Mm-hmm. It's got to be trust. Mm-hmm. You're right. Speaking of eBay, back in the days, I used to sell jeans on eBay. And I'm not going to talk were... about your hustle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's move along. But, yeah, but what I would say to that is this. The way everything is looking is like everyone has an agenda, right? Mm-hmm. If I give you this dollar, what are you going to give me for this dollar? Trade, what are you going man, to do? Trade, like In order stocks. for you to be rich, you have to get a lot of people to give you their money almost. Yes. Because like you said, it's not real money. They gotta like, have a, real, they got a lot of people got to say they trust you. Yeah. Vouch for you. Exactly. Like anybody running for office and so on, you know. Or trusting your product, trusting yeah. what you're selling, or trusting you. Yes. So all of that comes well, into account. We're trusting back to that aid. You mentioned the aid earlier. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you entirely. It's one of the most horrible things happening in these poor countries that actually don't have a, a secret gold deposit hidden around that is found is they really are a pinch between accepting American aid that comes with all these terrible conditions yeah. or not being able to be <laughs> these, these contracts, man. Yeah. <laughs> there was another African king, um, but Masa it's crazy because... No. Uh-huh. Recently, but he was in a poor, poor, poor country. As in his palace looked like a house, looked like a hut. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, yes, my people are starving, but they're trying to push this gay agenda on us. Our focus is not the gay agenda. Our focus is feeding our people. Pro-life. There's like 2 million people in my country who's about to graduate from college. There's no jobs. Why do we focus on that? Like, why you focus yeah. on homosexuality? It doesn't make sense. Yes. We need to be focused on pro-life, man. I. I I deal with it in my family, and I think everyone has it in their family somewhere. And I'm not, you know, saying anybody's wrong, but I'm, if you're pro-life, you really can't follow that agenda. Mm-hmm. Pro-life is literally natural life, you know, man-woman. You can't artificially create it. It's mental. It's instinct. Mm-hmm. You go with your instincts. Some people, but, we all live a life where, you know, we don't get to 
follow our instincts. We go against it. But maybe that's the agenda, because mm-hmm. they're saying the earth is overpopulated, so they got to get people to that's, slow down on repopulating. Exactly. Well, so, they don't even hide that. They publicly release that now. Yeah. World Economic Forum, Bill Gates Foundation, all these have publicly released yeah. official goals to reduce world population. I would so, say I did not know that it was publicly mm-hmm. released. Yeah, so oh, yeah, World Economic Forum in particular. It's, horrible stuff in their documents. It's yeah. almost like you're neutering yourself, almost, because if, yeah. if, if you was biologically born... A man, but then you start taking hormones to become a woman. You can't get you a woman pregnant anymore. From going that path. Yeah, and, and and if you were, was born a woman and you transition to a man, you can't really like have a kid <laughs> like that if you fully transition over. So it's almost like you become xed out in a sense, unless you adopt. You are not pro life. Yeah, but then if you adopt yeah. now, you, <laughs> the child is subjugated to live in that. Mm-hmm. situation well there's a pandemic right now of kids who got tricked into going into those surgeries and had to try to go through the reversal the yeah, words you say that's a trick what happens to those poor kids yeah there's a like, whole documentary on that tricked that's the word as in like uh, that's the word i'm gonna stick to <laughs> oh my you take so the, take a look at like, your average teenage girl right she goes through this huge swirl of emotions huge increase well-documented huge increase in negative emotions and she doesn't know what to make sense out of it. There's a million things that are crazy in her life. And here comes along one person who says, not only can I simplify your life and tell you that all of these problems, which are normal problems that every teenager has, hmm. all of these problems are due to this one thing, but I have a fix for you. that will make you love life and be perfect again. And so, of course, they're going to go for it. They don't read the fine print that says you'll never have children. Your body will never recover. Most of your major organs will have These consequences, yes. These consequences will have suicidal feelings. A lot of them do and, kill themselves, yes. unfortunately. Well, it's very common. That's one of the worst things about it is that the, 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 the teachers tell the parents, the uh, medical people tell the parents, if you don't support your child in this, they're more likely to commit suicide. When in fact, the data is exactly the reverse. Yes. It's, it's the kids who go through this that are more likely to commit suicide. Yes, you're right. They're the ones who feel like they can't come back. Yeah, there was a whole documentary on Netflix technically about what that. pro-life is. No, it's, it's not on Netflix, on YouTube. And there was <laughs> another documentary about kids that were adopted or born into same-sex marriages. And how a lot of them didn't like that. Like, they were like, I wanted a mom and a dad. Like, a traditional mom and a dad. But they didn't get the choice to make it. And they, and one of them, it, it was a woman. A white woman, ironically. And she was like, and she was like, and, and within those circles, at times, they force that on them. Like, the, mm. that agenda on the children as well. Because they don't want... If they think about it. Nobody wants their kid to look at them like, you've been living wrong, parents. <laughs> but then <laughs> now they introduce the pronoun thing. Like, him, her, them, What I. is that nonsense? I'm sorry. Let me not even defend it. It's it. <laughs> a lot of frustration. It's always trying to find out <laughs> what's actually happening. That, that's what worries me. Because it seems to be like the educational system is in on it. But We're trying to start a school. In a sense, it's supposed to make things clear, but it comp- it confuses even you as an adult. Mm-hmm. So how can like children fully understand it? Because you're wondering, where is this coming from? Because <laughs> you could see something in front of you, but they're telling you that's not how they see themselves. And now you have to see them the way they see them or you're wrong. You kind of have to enter their world in a sense. you know. But that's almost reversing your mind of thinking. So imagine a child. Well, that's how, you know, that's why they always say, watch what your kids are fed, you know. Let's say, for example, Coming right? back home to you. You see how I'm presenting as a man. Mm. I can say, no, I identify as a woman, even though I look like a man. Mm. I say, I You're identify say as a here. woman, and I could go into a female facility and live there amongst mm. females if it's, if it's ran by the city and the government. 
I can go in yeah, there predator. looking like this, <laughs> and I could then identify as a as a lesbian and sleep with women. Yeah, predator. While looking like this, but That's identifying that story as wolf in sheep's clothing. No, no, no. Listen. Yeah, listen. I could I could look like this and identify as a woman, and then go into a woman facility. And then identify as a lesbian, I don't know who and then sleep I got with women eyes. while I'm in a room full of women <laughs> in a public facility. Mm-hmm. And if someone say I'm not a woman, I could say that's discrimination. And go fight with lawyers. That's and crazy. if you hit me, hate crime. <laughs> yeah. All done under what, Obama. What's so crazy is all this flies in the face of what we know is, is scientifically true about human development. So like if, if you're a human being, somewhere in the teenage years to early 20s, you start to imprint your identity based upon feedback from those around you. you know, as, a, as a young boy, like you used to go to the men you respect, and you kind of look for them for feedback, like who am I, what am I, mm. am I doing a good job? You have all these external sources of feedback to help you build your identity. Somebody um, to report to, to, you know? Yeah. Right? And so like all of a sudden these guys show up and they're like, actually, the way that it's worked for every component of our identity, for all time humanity, we're going to kick all that out and be like, I get to decide myself. It just doesn't work that way. Like your body, your brain, your psychology cannot live with it that way. We need that external feedback and validation. Mm-hmm. But look at look at the look at the individual within the cabinet of Joe Biden, who's in charge of the Department of Health. Fucking politics. <laughs> Do you know who it is, Michael? <laughs> I don't remember his name. But I, you I know, know what? Let's, about let's talk about. Let me ask you one thing. Who's more masculine, Trump or Donald or um, Biden? Joe Biden? I would say Trump. Obviously, <laughs> but I didn't know. But barely. Get to find what it means to be masculine. That's yeah. Trump at least has an, immu- an immutability about him. Mm-hmm. You know, Trump stands for something. It's a decent chance what he says actually is what he means and what he believes in stands for. Like, you know, one defining part of a man mm-hmm. is your word matters. Mm-hmm. Like, if I give you my word right now, record. If I say to you, I will be here at this time, ready to go. I'm going to do it because I'm a man. That's what it means. To honor my word. Respect. I'm not really sure any politician does that anymore. No, <laughs> but the other day, right? That might be real. The other day. Lot, they all actors now, in a sense. Oh, yeah. Yes. The other day, right? I was at an art battle, right? It was in the city. And I went to use the bathroom. I went to the bathroom and I was like, which which bathroom is for? I bathroom experience. No, no, no. no, no, no. It's a funny story. I was like, where's the men's room? They was like, pick anyone you want. I said, huh? So I look at the bathroom, see it's all genders. I'm like, this is the first time looking at an all gender bathroom. All gender bathroom have like 10 stalls straight down. So I go into the stall, I leave the door open because I'm peeing. <laughs> the girl that I know that was there that I met the up with. Open. Yeah. The girl that I know that I met up with with at the place, because I'm not gonna say I was with her there. Mm. I just know her and she was there and I was there Coincidence. too. Coincidence. So she comes behind me and, and pushes me while I'm peeing. And she's like, why you got the door open? I'm like, why are you in here? <laughs> you ever heard of a urinal? There's no doors on a urinal. So why? So I'm like, why are you here? She's like, it's all gender. I'm like, all right, I'm minding my business. You came in the store with me. So I'm like, this all gender thing is a setup, man. Because I'm taking a pee out of my business. And she comes behind me. That's a case for me. <laughs> At least I know this one. That's hilarious. Imagine if I didn't know her. If somebody seen me. You would have been in trouble. <laughs> I would have been in deep trouble, bro. <laughs> so I'm like, this is how all gender bathrooms work. That's and then up. another girl walks in. She looks at me like, what you doing in here? And I look at her and I point at the door. I'm like, yeah. Caribbean, man.
Yeah, that gonna make me go faster. You gonna make me uncomfortable. The one place I was supposed to be, be real comfortable, man. I wanna sit down. I'm standing. <laughs> you have to respect all of us. <laughs> you have to I'm sit. somebody. He was like, no, I stand. And I hold this one hand. This is what I want. Like, this is what I want. Man. <laughs> the fact that she bumped you. She was... Bro, she came in the store and pushed me. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you gonna make me lose my balance. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a mess. <laughs> Oh, man. So I'm like, this is how it is in real life now. Like, this is what you got to do it in real life now. I'm not like, going to lie. It does feel like something I got to kind of show that I'm the man. Like, yeah, but <laughs> it does feel like that now. Yeah, that all gender bathroom is tricky. Like, it's very, very tricky. I don't want kids to go in that because that's. Let me tell you, I worked oh, with the. Sure no. I worked kids, in banking. Kids... I worked with all ladies and I worked with all men. And I tell you, this, like, Release it for a guy to be with other guys. Yeah. With women, it's so like they just want to control you yeah. so much. Like, yeah, because she kept telling me to take my hat is, off. I'm like, yes. I'm like, don't tell me to take my hat off. I want to wear my hat. I bought this hat and this is by hand. Like, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. Another another thing why I hate technology is the bad ideas that come from TV. In yeah. terms of it, a lot of the women are being taught to fight against men. So now it's kind of like... Social media, like the yes, shows. They put so much manipulation behind their TV shows now to make a woman despise a man. <laughs> or act like they don't need a man, even though they need I a mean, man. the shows be deep, bro. Well, like, it don't work for them, though. Mm-hmm. Every woman that tries it ends up unhappy. Like, the data is overwhelming. When yes. Use these alternative lifestyles. They pop up at age 30, and they're like, what am I doing with my life? I need you to know, learn how to I, treat a man. <laughs> It's really—it's yeah. it's a horrible biological lie being committed against women right now. They're told, "Do this thing, get a career, be independent, be strong, and be super happy." They hit somewhere between twenty-five and thirty. They're like, "Dude, this sucks. This isn't what I want at all." And their timer's running out. Yes, I read the other day that by age thirty, one in three women is going to struggle with infertility pretty severely. Like, you wait that long, your timer is likely done. We grew up with people, seriously. just like Amber Rose, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Amber Rose, Michael. Do you? Head. Where are you from, Michael? I'm originally from northern Michigan. Right now, I live up in northern Idaho. In the oh, wow. States. Okay. So you don't know who Amber Rose is because you no, live so in middle Amber of America. Rose is. He live in middle America. Oh, well, he probably don't watch the... Um, you know, we grew up a lot of... Um, Do you know Kanye West? Social celebrities. Well, you know Kanye West. Kanye yeah. West used to be with a girl with a bald head. You remember? Yeah. She was a stripper. Yeah, she was a I'm stripper. I'm sorry to yeah. say that's but what she was. But she used to promote being a hoe, basically. <laughs> she, had, <laughs> she had slut walk, and she was like, it's okay to be a hoe. And then she was best friends with another hoe named Black China. And, and they try to make... That was entertainment. And they try to make being a hoe popular amongst women. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, whatever. But now, she's like, what? Really old, and she got two kids, and no man wants to be with her, want to be faithful to her. So now she's, she's sad, and now she's saying that... She's not going to be with a man anymore, and she put tattoos on her forehead. Facts. What type of music you listen to? I'm an odd doctor. I'm more of a classical music kind of guy. Mm-hmm. A little bit of pop stuff every so often when I'm in the mood for it. I'm working out for something like a little faster. But some energy. But I'm a weird duck when it comes to music. Yeah. But the, reason, a- but the reason why I brought up um, Amber Rose and Black China, even though, ironically, they do have baby fathers who's, who's musicians. Yeah, that's how we rappers. find out about them. But... <laughs> Now Black China is taking out her breast implants and her booty shots and she's going back natural. And 
these girls, they don't exploit themselves in front of everyone. And now they're so at that bad. age where they want to try to go back natural and going back pure and they're going soul searching now because like you said they, they, they threw their life away and now they're like they regret it and now that they're washed up no one really wants to be with them so it's like they sold these people lies for so long mm-hmm. you're right it's i remember like, the day a really interesting thing that women's natural progression through life is to go from maiden to mother to matriarch and we have a lot of women who are in their 50s and 60s, and they haven't even really accepted moving to mother. What's matriarch? They start trying to pretend they're a maiden. What's matriarch? Matriarch means you're like that grandmother of the family that just exists to serve and to love on everybody and like care for. Everybody loves grandma. 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 Help wash yeah. the grandkids. Yes. Yeah. Big mama. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, she comes for them all. The ultimate caretaker. happy to be there, love them, gather them yes. on. Yes. You're like my mom. Stability, <laughs> yeah. Stability. Yeah. Yes, I agree. That's that's the mess. That's the message missing. So say the well, order well, again. You said from me. Uh, what's the first one you said? For women, it, it, it's maiden when you're a young girl mm-hmm. to mother to matriarch. Mm-hmm. And you know the problem is so many girls, so many women just want to be stuck in that maiden state. Like they spend all this money to make their body look young and and all the stuff they do to themselves. Mm-hmm. And it, you just you can chase that, but it's only a phase. Yes, yeah. mother is the next level, you know. And guys are gonna wash you up in a while. Like, there's a famous quote by this rapper named Stanley, and mm-hmm. it stuck with me. He said that women are a dime a dozen, and I'm a rich nigga, so you do the math. Mm. Yep. A dime a dozen, that's not enough. You don't get it, right? In he said, of, women are a dime a dozen, and I'm a rich nigga, so you do the math. Yeah, so like, it's a dime buy, a dozen. It's, yeah. You can buy as much. Back to what I was saying. Back to all we were saying. Men are judged based on their income, and women are based on their looks. So the more money a guy has, the better looking women, and the more good looking women that he has. Mm-hmm. But The more mouths you can feed. Yeah. But if something happens with one woman, he has a lot of money. He just goes and get another woman. Like mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Literally, he bought a woman. Like, he got a mail-order bride. What would make a man dump a woman? She cheated. She's not doing what she want to do. She's not putting out. Mm. He doesn't want to be well, with her. Well, that a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> she nags a lot. She can't have kids. You know, different things like that, depending on what the man She must not be a caretaker. Yeah. Because I think, when I think of women, it's always caretaker, you know? She doesn't cook. She doesn't clean. She complains. If I she, feel she take care of me, I feel that she deserves the same, you know, that yeah, She spends too much money. Mm-hmm. Things like that, you know? Like, that's that's something deep. <laughs> well, the other thing I want to throw out there for you guys, and, and, you know, you guys are a little bit younger, but there's a natural cycle in a relationship between a man and a woman where like the intensity the sexual engagement all of it is up high early on and it does fade over time and it changes and you got especially if you have two people that aren't embracing their masculine and femininity properly that sexual engagement and the attraction and the connection really dries up and that's just a cycle like Mm -hmm. the the beauty of the union is it forces the two people to grow and if you got lots of money and no god then why bother Mm -hmm. it sucks it's hard that's true Life, man. It's like when you first meet a girl yeah. nowadays, like it's almost like nowadays it's backwards. You meet a girl, you take her out a few times, you guys start having sex, and once you start having sex, they ask, So what are we? And it's like you like, damn, we didn't we are, we already started having sex and now you trying to force me into a relationship. So just, what do you mean you by what are we? Second. And then the girls Sometimes you go into the relationship like, all right, let me try it out. But sometimes like, no, and you start over, mm-hmm. you get a new girl and then you have sex with her until she asks for a relationship and you're like, damn. But sometimes like 
The free trial is over. Yeah, basically <laughs> AOL. We, we grew up on the thirty day free trial, man. Shout out to AOL, man. We got free internet for years. <laughs> so, so like, eventually you get into a relationship. Now, now some women they they want you to pay for their hair, pay for the They're nails. They're not giving out free trials no more, bro. <laughs> put gas in their cars. Some girls want you to pay for tuition, fly them out, well, take know, them on vacation. I can say I'm happy they're not giving out free trials anymore. Cause what they say, you know, women gotta stop giving out their treasure to people who don't got no money to pay for the subscription. I would say that it would look, it would depend on your credit. <laughs> Meaning that when they look at you and they evaluate you from head to toe, like, hmm, he has credit. Based on what he's wearing. Trust. <laughs> I will say trust, you know. So I trust that he will spend some money on me. That's the money is trust. Yeah, so that's why they look they look for men that look like they have money. Credit, yeah, I respect that. You have to look at the woman's perspective on a deep psychological level. What a woman's always trying to evaluate is, is this guy going to care for me if I have children? Because mm-hmm. when a woman has a baby, she's pretty helpless and she's you know pretty dependent upon getting that level of support. And so, women like if you, if a woman my wife now she tells says me that. Up, she was like, yeah, that she right? only stayed with me because she, she was like, oh, she just thought I was a playboy because I was talking the talk. You know, I was like, I'm going to get you everything you want, girl. What you want? House? We going to get it then. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. So she's like, oh, I knew it wasn't going to happen no time soon. She was, like, she was like, when I was sick and you took care of me, she was like, that's when I was really like, wow, this guy really cared about me. I'm a mess right now. He's like, he got me. He hold me down. And I was like, yeah, you know, I wasn't just talking this but women are looking for security in life. Yeah. That's what I get out of it. Mm. Yep. And uh, they, they can't ask that directly. Mm-hmm. The woman comes up and asks the dude directly, hey, you going to take care of me? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So they come up with these funny ways of asking it indirectly. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's some questions you can't. Like, same with the question, do you love me? Like, try asking your significant other anytime, do you love me? Of course they say yes. Mm-hmm. So you come up with funny ways to ask it. Like, yeah. So, so what about you, Michael? Are you married or no? I'm married. I have six kids. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm going so, for seven, man. <laughs> <laughs> you said six kids. Wow, this guy's busy. <laughs> like, let him breathe, man. Take a break. <laughs> was any of them twins? Or was it... Tell us the life story of Michael. The life story of Michael. So, I met my wife when I was 29. Mm-hmm. And when I met her, I was Catholic and she was Protestant. And she had just converted and she wanted no kids, which was funny. And she oh, brought wow. herself around. She said, maybe two. And okay. so I said, how about six? And so she said, absolutely not. There's nowhere we're going to stick. And I put that big old, like, 12-seater van. I can't stand those. I'm not going to park my right now. And so Michael, like, we, it's uh, my way. What are you talking about? <laughs> Go on. Right? So we started off. We had three girls. Mm-hmm. And they were all spaced about two, two and a half years apart. And then we had another two years. We had a boy. And then we had these Irish triplets, which isn't a thing because no one's ever crazy enough to do it. Don't yeah. ever do that. Like, seriously, space your kids out more. Yeah. And so we have three boys, they're each about a year apart. Oh, and wow. that was an adventure. Wait, so how many, you said how we started? Three girls? Three girls and three boys. And he wasn't going to stop until he got his boys. <laughs> then he doubled up. <laughs> then he doubled up. <laughs> he didn't see the doubles coming. Wow. Uh, I would be 60 and be like, boys, go carry all the stuff, stack that wood, move that food. Yes, uh, I am. Oh, you have a farm? Mm-hmm. 
Right when you ask the juice. Things is getting exciting. We're going to find out if we got a farm and now. We're going to find out what the outside world looks Stay like. Stay tuned to the next Fun. episode of Dragon Ball Z. Where are we at? The Matrix wasn't too much of a bad idea because they engaged in playfully. Like, I don't mind if we can have a playful conversation and exploratory conversation about an idea. Let's do it. But when we start, the politics today starts with the presumption that the de facto is this crazy idea is true and you can't discuss it. Mm, that's true. Ah, it's that's been like fact. that because they try to shut everybody up due to yes. being politically correct and incorrect. Yes, the masses as they call it. And the masses is asses. <laughs> I mean, most places just try saying global warming isn't a problem and see what happens. Yeah. Mm. But you remember when Al Gore started saying that at first they were making fun of him. They said he was crazy and he didn't know what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was crazy. Mm. Well, he still is. But wait, you got to answer the so, question. Yes, we're um, farm. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you live uh, on a farm? So I live on, uh, we've got five acres here. It ain't huge. Not really a farm farm. Well, that's a lot. Five acres. Chickens. That's good, then. That's great, man. Yeah. You get yeah, field it's, work. It's really fun. Wait, you said 26 so, chickens? Yep. Yeah. yeah, man. Yep, they're, they're fun. Work. They walk around. They're so hilarious. I don't know if you guys have ever a chance. If nothing else, you spend a little time with chickens just because they make you appreciate the gifts God gives you. Chickens are so stupid. Like, you watch these chickens, right? They use the bucket lands. The chicken will go peck and miss and miss and miss and miss and miss. You're like, dude, chicken, you just didn't get this. Chickens like, are blind. Like, sometimes. Chicken. And you're like, God, thank you for not making me a chicken. Yes, my father <laughs> has a farm in Jamaica, and he got some hens, too. They are, they're just, they're crazy. But he says they got some instinctive behaviors, you know, like the mother hen will take care. They do. Yes, they got some instinctive behaviors, but... Like you said, with the food thing, they just blind. I swear they just... Uh, I think so. <laughs> so all you have is chickens or you have other animals as well? well we talked about getting some other animals. Right now, it's just chickens. We've got this big, great Pyrenees dog. Like Her head is this big, you know, oh, monstrous, wow. monstrous dog. And That's awesome. So last spring, she treed a bear on the property, and so I went out and shot it. We ate the bear. But it's just you... those sort of adventures. Well, you ate the bear? <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> For real? Oh, yeah, totally. It's a bear is the same family as pigs, so you make, we made sausage out of it. Oh, wow. Now mm. I want to taste the bear. I guess you didn't want it to go to waste. <laughs> Why not? It tastes good? Well, you know, well, oh, let yeah. me ask your fa- can we ask your family history? Like, did you yeah. grow up on a farm? or? No, I didn't grow up on a farm. I grew up in the city, but it was a small, tiny city in northern Michigan. So, like, the whole city was maybe, like, 8,000, 10,000 people. Okay. So, it, it still grew up in the middle of nowhere, basically. So, what brought you to the farm in life? I know my father. Well, I know a lot of us for the kids. Like, we really want our kids to have an experience where they could really get out and encounter the nature, encounter the world, like, have real stuff to do with their hands. Yes. One of the funny correlations that scientists have found is that kids get like, nasty, nasty hardship. Yes, like, challenges. Challenges. Hardship. Challenges. challenges to come yes. into. I was just talking to my daughter farm. today. My 12 year old this winter, no matter what happened, she had to get the food to those chickens because mm-hmm. those chickens was going to die. Hey, chickens are responsibility on her. Yes. Right, but she loves those chickens. Yes. And so she was willing to endure the hardship of getting the food out of the chickens. The chicken coops, you know, two hundred yards out that away. That's a good way to have... teach responsibility. Yeah. Yes, yeah, So that's what we really value that for our kids too. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. I got mountains out the out the window that way, quarter mile away. I've got another beautiful mountain range out this way. My, miles Michael away. living a screensaver everywhere he looks. <laughs> That's those screens there. Right if you moved here, my father-in-law comes. He says, boy, you guys plan these windows really well. You have a beautiful view on every single one. Yeah, see, I, wow. I take um, I run to the park for the sunsets. It's good to be connected to nature, man. It's very good. Yeah. God, the Amen, first brother. paintbrush. You know? Do you eat the chickens? 
there's all egg layers. We, we thought we got meat chickens, but these are all just egg layers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're just for eggs. Yeah. I mean, if you eat the chickens, who's going to make the next egg? <laughs> if you sell the eggs, you, you keep them for yourselves. I got six six kids, man. We put the eggs down. Every day. <laughs> yeah. If we get extra, there's people to buy them. But no, we just they they just we get eating them up like that. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah. eggs are expensive now. I heard. Eggs. Is, yeah, they are. They went down fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a father of six kids, what advice can you give to us as fathers as well? Mm. I would say. I mean, yes, he is a veteran in the game, though. No. <laughs> Six. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Invest. Don't be afraid of a large family. Mm-hmm. And I say this very intentionally. I think right now there's a bad, bad, bad idea about like lots of kids. Oh, it's horrible. It's suffering. You can never afford it. You don't have enough time for the it. Ma- you know, people playing you. the agenda again. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Yes. But let me tell you what, like. We live in a community here where this this isn't a cult. It's something that happens to be a rural area that a lot of people have large families. And there's maybe, I don't know, five, six other families here that have four to six kids. Mm. And it's like, a non, it's like a non-stop party. Our kids have the best life. They love it so much. There's always someone to be I there. I imagine that. Right? You know, you yourself party. would have the best it's life. such a blessing. Too, yes. mm. Create your own party team, just like that. Yeah. Mm. The Brady Bunch. You know, all the yeah. kids in the crib. You know, they used to promote it more, like the Brady Bunch. Yeah, a bunch of kids. And then it just got lower and lower and lower and lower. And now, man, we... I'll go back to those same World Economic Forums reports we were talking about. It's mm-hmm. all in there. Yes, yeah. you're really right. Thank you for telling the truth out here, man. <laughs> mm. Yeah, man. So, are you selling a book or anything? Or are you just coming on podcasts to just have real conversations? Mm-hmm. So, so I was. I always love to get the podcast. I do have a couple books in the pipeline. They're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a life coach. Okay. And so I always like to tell people that if you're a Christian guy who's struggling and you want to figure something out how to make it level up, give me a call. I, for, I give anyone who wants to a free hour. We talk about whatever you want to talk about. What can, where's your life hurting? How can we make it better? I mean, heavens, guys, half the times the guys, they talk to me, they're like, I had no idea to even thought to look at my life this and way. And this is free counseling, you're saying. You know? He said the yep, first hour free, free, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. No matter what color, what class, anything in there, you get one hour free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what are some things that you teach them that you feel brings value to the service provided? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think one of the biggest things right now that we're all really struggling with as guys is what does it mean to be a man? Mm-hmm. How, what does it mean to be a strong man? Women are attracted to strength. If you want your wife to love you and to have a lot of good bedroom intimacy with you, you've got to be a strong man. And let me be honest, like, that does not mean like the muscle mass. This is not what makes you a strong man. It's showing y'all ladies you he's got character. <laughs> Do you honor your word? Are you willing to make a firm decision and stick by it? Are you willing to be strong in the assault of your woman's femininity? Like the feminine, the woman naturally is kind of like the tides. They swirl. They have emotional ups and down. They're mm. kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah, they're able to take the waves. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like how you said that's what like a woman wants. A woman wants that. That's what she needs. Mm-hmm. So, what would a man do if he's struggling to get his woman to follow his leadership? I, I think the first thing is. What if the man is not that good? Of, yeah, look at himself. <laughs> Start by leading himself. Most guys don't even lead themselves. I would say, look, what are you doing intentionally in your life? Where are you going? Do you have a plan for your health, like ask, your finances, what is the plan? for your marriage, for your religion? For your business, for your career, for your, for your life, children. what are you doing you with plans your for life? The agenda. Do you want to get somewhere? Are you working? Yes. What, what are, are you sacrificing to get there? Mm-hmm. You, if you take a woman and a, she's got married to a man and all he's got is lip service, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds good," but doesn't do nothing, she ain't following him. Mm-hmm. She knows he's full of hot air. 
Mm-hmm. Which if she's got a man who's sacrificing, striving, and putting those things first, and really making real efforts towards that, she'll follow him to the ends of the earth. Maybe not at first. She's got to have trust that he's real about it. But trust me, that, that is the feminine. The feminine craves. I do have to ask one thing. Um, do you think the feminine are trying to be more masculine nowadays? Oh, 100%. They're told to be. That's mm. exactly what they're told to be. Why? Women are told to be men, and men are told to be women. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, we talk about a lot of the guys are, you know, not picking a direction, being kind of what we call, you know, feminine. The world's turned upside down. How do we fix that? How do we flip that thing well, back? Actually, that, that's a great question right there because the, that's exactly where the being a man is so cool is we get to lead. Like, if you go to this, I love swing dancing, all right? Mm-hmm. So you go to swing dancing, and you, I don't know if you guys ever done swing dancing, you know, who leads? The man. Why? Because that's the natural order of things. Mm-hmm. And a woman's heart delights when she has a skilled dance partner that will give her the spins. And, and get tossed her all the over the place and then catch her. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what they love and they crave that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, like in the club, grandmother wasted. Show how you lead it, you know? Mm. But you lead in an authentic, powerful male way, and it's just like in dancing. She will start to follow. Yes. Mm. I think that's good sound advice. So mm. closing thoughts, come on. Um, let's see. Pro-life. <laughs> uh, there you go. That's anything, such a good one right there. The most important thing is pro-life. and What if they call you a Republican? Pro-life, man. <laughs> it's above all of that. In terms <laughs> of, I think we get too caught up in, you know, the politics, you know, the decorations, the glitter. But in, in life, you know, we go outside, get some fresh air. And realize it's all about, you know, taking care of what's, what you got. Mm. You know, taking care of your family. Taking care of yourself. Taking care of the planet that you walk on, you know. In terms of sanitation. Don't just be a dirty person. Right. You know, think of, be conscious. So be conscious. And I think, I don't want to complicate life. So I always say pro-life, you know. Just like a stock portfolio. You want it going up, you know. Mm. Things going good. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, Mike. Closing thoughts? Aim for something. If you're a dude that's not aiming for something, you're drifting. Your life's not going to go anywhere. You're going to end up in your death. But you'd be like, dude, what the heck was it all for? Mm-hmm. Aim for something. Sacrifice. Take the risk. Push for it. I like if it. You, if you, God calls you to a big family, have a big family. If God calls you something big with your life, take the chance and do it. But understand that along those, what matters the most is your relationships. No one's ever on their deathbed and says, Dolly, if only I had one more sales call, <laughs> that would have made my life worthwhile, right? Six kids and a wife because of, you know, the good thing might be the dude's Bless, yes. And, and they'll all be there, and I'll be like, yep, that's what it was worth it for right Family's there. Family's most important. No, facts, because yes. <laughs> you have six kids, so your legacy is going to be great. Like, six kids probably going to give you, what, like 12 grandchildren at the least? He's <laughs> doing the math. <laughs> we'll see, man. That's a big, that's a big family. He's playing the statistical, the analytics. <laughs> so I'm guessing your, your, your wife was a stay-at-home mom, or did, was she able to work still? We actually both work. We both work from home. We're both life coaches. And so we have the best life. Because what we get to do is we have all these different complicated calendar layers. But there's always someone taking right now. She's taking right now. She's doing dinner with the kids. We're in Pacific time. So it's it's mm-hmm. about dinner time right now. Mm-hmm. And so she's doing dinner with the kids. We're going to get done with this. You know, I've got another call here. And then we get to go. And, you know, I take over and go to the boys in particular. They need a dad to come down there and pick them up and tickle them and throw them in the air and catch them and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the fun time. The party. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right, man. We thank you for coming on, Mike. Um, where can the people find you if they want to contact you for your services? Absolutely. So I'm Catholic. I work with all guys who are Christian. You can find me at Catholic Life Coach for Men. That's the name of the podcast, the name of the website. 
Catholic Life Coach Man. That's me. Check it out. Can't cost you nothing. Catholic Life Coach Foreman. The number four was spelled out for? F-O-R, yep. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. You know, swaggy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how has your experience been so far with us tonight? Like, how'd you like it? You guys are a party. I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you like the jokes? You gonna share them with the kids? <laughs> I can see Mike here. I don't know if he drink beer, but I can see Mike just sipping his cup, having a good time with us, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't, really, I don't really drink beer. I make beer. I'm a whole <laughs> oh, wow. that's a good. That's a good investment, then. <laughs> Mike got everything. He got, like, what, five acres, you said, right? Three or five? Yeah, five acres. Five acres, yeah. So he got space. He got space to do everything. See, I always, you know, I tell my daughter because she always wants the big spice. I'm like, we work for it. You got to work for that space, you know. My dad in Jamaica or something like that, too. All that space, every yard, you work for it. Yeah, facts. Yeah. My closing thought would be this, right? Um, Having things in theory and having things in practice are two different things, right? We, We had a lot of things in theory and they sounded good, but once they were put into practice, we're now living out the effects of those. I used the example of the same-sex bathrooms. Imagine that with kids. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine that with teenagers. Imagine that with even old people. Imagine that with a mixture of ages. Mm-hmm. Kids coming in with grown adults, because all genders, all ages. Think about it. Like, it, that it, it, is it gets very convoluted. And we actually had it, man. Can, that, I, can I pause there and just paint that image in my mind one more time? That is, I never even thought about the kids that would go into those type of bathrooms. And, you know, parents go with their kids. It's just, it's just wild. It's like peeing in the hallway. Just like how the woman could walk in on me who's yes, stopping exactly. someone from walking in on a kid or a kid walking on someone yeah. else. And well, that's terrifying. That's you know, as, as a dad, there was a while where the dad has three daughters that'd be traveling, and that's a real challenge, even with properly gendered bathrooms. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's real tough. Ironically enough, we had a guest that came on the Boy Scout that was raped in the bathroom by mm-hmm. another man when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. So these things happen, man. So we gotta be careful. Yes, close the doors. Be careful. Be careful, man. <laughs> two eyes be open. Be mindful, man. Be mindful and be careful. So shout out to all y'all for watching. Shout out to all y'all for supporting. We thank you all for joining us in the real world. Check out our website. We still www. got the bags, y'all. Oh, yeah, you got the bags. So still got you... the diaper genie to give away. These uh, are giveaways. Yeah, right. giveaway is free. So if you want the diaper genies or the bags, um, email us at therealworldtv at gmail.com. Therealworldtv <laughs> at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram if you want. Pro-life, um, you know. If you want the diaper genies, Kamel's promoting pro-life. He's giving away baby. Good. So check that out. <laughs> you know, having a kid is a lot. Every kid is, you know, some more work. So you got to give them some more supplies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So diaper bags and diaper jeans. Yeah, some so bags. shout out to all y'all for joining us. Mike, you want to close out with a prayer so you can get up out of here? Let's do it. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this ministry, for all the goodness you give us. Thank you for life. Help all of us to appreciate life more, to honor life to make it a priority in our society and our hearts. Thank you for the truth that you've given us for this world. And I pray for all those who are listening that they would take one thing away today that will transform their lives and draw them closer to you. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you for watching. Good night and God bless y'all. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's a real world.